another it's November. It's turkey month. We're done with spoopy season. We are never done with spoopy season. I am so sad. No. Well, the whole rest of the world is done with spoopy season, so I'm sad because now everybody thinks I'm just weird again. I mean, we could dress up some turkeys in spoopy garb. Ooh, what would your turkey be dressed up as? What's he gonna be this turkey season? I think (laughs) I would love to see him as like a headless horseman or something. Hmm, maybe a zombie, zombie yes, turkey? Yes, zombie turkey would work. That'd be a lot of fun. All right, well, uh, anyways, back on track. This week we are covering Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Yeah, and I think we have some differing opinions. We here. have very differing opinions. Me, a fan of the slashers. Kelly, hating the slashers. <laughs> yeah! <sighs> I, okay, we talked about this a little bit, and... What I think is happening is I hype up these classic movies that I've never seen before. Yeah. And I get really excited. I'm thinking they're going to be really good movies. And I forget that they're really low-budget horror films that just became really big. And I watch it and I go, mm, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. And the ones that we've been going through have, like, redefined the genre time and time again. Right. I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but that I like everything. So, well, not everything. Most things in the horror world. You hate some of the movies I really like, so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's That's a lot of found footage. There are some I like and some I don't like. We're going to get into one, I believe, in January. Yeah, I think January. So, we'll, we'll get that we'll cleared away that in bridge when we get there. 2021. <laughs> Let's finish trying to get through 2020 first. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, so for our cast, we have Marilyn Burns playing Sally, Paul Parton as Franklin, uh, William Vale as Kurt, Alan Danzinger as Jerry, Terry McMahon, uh, McMinn? McMinn? McMinn. As Pam, Gurner Hansen as Leatherface, Edwin Neal as the Hitchhiker, Jim Sito uh, yeah. as the Cook, uh, John... Dugan as the grandfather, and then John uh, Larroquette, who's the narrator, who's done a lot of other phenomenal yes. voice acting and, and narrations throughout his career. So if you don't know him, go look him up. He's great. He's wonderful. Ten out of ten. <laughs> and then uh, the director for this movie is Toby Hooper. The writer is Kim Hankel. Those two kind of go hand in hand. And... Um, we'll talk about Robert Burns, who's the art director for this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll just say one word, macabre. It's well, really dark. Like, I I have words about this man, but... Okay. Uh... It's just, like, I... Some of the decisions that they... What they use to... On set, to make, give the atmosphere, freak me out. Mm-hmm. It, this is definitely an instance where it's like, I hated the movie, but when it came down to how it was made, how it's made is a lot creepier than what I think the movie is like. That's fair. Alright, well, uh, let's get into the synopsis. So, we start off with Sally and her brother Franklin, who is in a wheelchair, he's paraplegic, um, and their friends, uh, Jerry Kirk Pam, they're going over and going on a little road trip. And they're going to do a sidestep on over to the grandfathers. Before we get into this scene, we do have a voiceover. 
Yep, by yeah, John through And he said that he was paid with one marijuana joint. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Can it's... you imagine? It's the early 70s. But yeah, that that's how he did that. And it was marketed as being a true story. Yes. So that's kind of how the beginning opens. We Don't we have those ugly pictures? We have the ugly pictures, and it's of the investigation of the grave uh, desecrations. Yes. So initially, the, the first shot is the narration, and then it cuts to flashes of disturbing mutilated corpses from graves. And then we have one guy who's pretty much propped up on a stake in the graveyard who is very bloated and gooey and very much has been dead for a while. I don't know how this ties in with the rest of the movie besides who Leatherface is inspired by. Like, or what his character was made out to be like. But yes. other than that, I don't... I, later on in the film, there there's something with the hitchhiker leaving their brother alone. I feel like the brother goes and does... Leatherface okay. goes out and does stuff that he shouldn't be that draws attention. And I think Grave Digging might be one of them. That would make sense based off some of the dialogue that happens. Yes. But this scene doesn't... I was expecting us to... This is the end of the movie. This is the end scene that you're going to see. And everyone is going to die. And it's never brought up again. No. It's not brought up again, but it is a reason for our main... Uh, protagonists to stop and check out because their grandfather is buried there. Yes, so their grandfather's grave. Yeah, so on their road trip, they stop at their grandfather's grave to check and make sure that his grave was is fine, not re-dug up or anything like that. They meet some creepy guys in the cemetery. Yeah, like a drunk dude. He's like chugging his arms like, and it's like, I really Freaking don't out know. Franklin a bit. Yeah, wouldn't you be a little... Though I would be a little like, you're... There are crazy people all over this state. and <laughs> <laughs> So... But yes, they check that out. Grave, fine. Awesome. Uh, so they're gonna keep going on the road. And they find the hitchhiker. 70s was the hitchhiking time. Yes. Unfortunately, this is also the time of Ted Bundy. Yeah, this is right before Ted Bundy, correct? Ted Bunny was working at this time. Okay, so... He was slaying the game, if you will. Yeah, because this was made in Texas in 1973. Comes out yes. in 1974. When was Ted Bundy killing people? Early 70s. He got caught in the late 70s. Okay. Um, so, at, at this time, a lot of people were going... It, it was just common hitchhiking. Because you also see that in Friday the 13th. Yeah. There's hitchhiking in that. There's hitchhiking in all of these older slasher movies that just kind of gives red flags to us now. Yeah, so... But I, it was the culture back then. It, it was very, very normal. And I thought that when they picked up this hitchhiker, that he was going to somehow take over the car and, like, drive them to an undisclosed location or something. Which, spoilers, that does not happen. No. Uh, he gets, the hitchhiker, it kind of already seems a little off. Oh, definitely He's crazy. got this birthmark on his face, which kind of is a tie later that we'll get into with his family, because we do see him later on. It honestly looked to me like a blood smear, almost. It does look like that, but it is confirmed to be a birthmark. Okay. Um, 
so he gets in the car and Franklin, who was previously talking about the slaughterhouse that they had passed and how their grandfather worked there and what's the most humane way of killing the animals, whether that's by the hammer or with a new gun, mm-hmm. essentially, the, yeah, the gun that shoots a bullet yeah, out. Yeah, if you've ever seen those videos of, I particularly think of one with a sheep. Yeah, it's in It Chapter 1. That's probably where I've Mikey, seen it. Mikey has that and he uses that in the in the sheep and he's like you either are part of this or whatever and that's what they use in chapter one that explains where i have that visual from but it's that gun yes it's that gun it's just a rod that goes through the brain retracts and then you refill and you do it again yep so that is deemed to at that time to be the most humane way to deal with the animals um, and this was the transition period. So the hitchhiker was coming from the slaughterhouse and Franklin wants his opinion after freaking out everybody else and making them <laughs> nauseous about their conversations. Um, hitchhiker's like, well, it put a lot of people out of jobs. Yes. Because it's all manual and whatever. It's a better way to do this X, Y, and Z. He's obviously a little off his rocker. He's weird. He's he weird. takes a photo, he takes Franklin's knife that he's playing with and stabs his own hand. Yes. He s- slices it open. He also takes a picture of everybody yep. and demanding $2 for it. And then they're like, uh, no. So he lights it on fire in the van. And they're the guys are just like, yep, yeah, nope, we're done with this and kick him Get out. out. So he's angry and is painting like a symbol on the side of their van with his bloody hand. Any idea what that symbol is? No clue. I didn't do that much digging into it, but it's, it's only, it's, it's the only blood we really see moving forward. Okay, this, this movie, not very bloody. No, it, afterwards, as you, like, think back on it, like, this even happened to me, because I watched it several years before we rewatched it recently i was like yeah it's super bloody it's like really just disturbing and everything warned me and then i was just like huh there's not that much blood in it but as you look back on it you think you saw a bloodbath well it is a the name of the movie elicits that response right well that and the fact that you know you have a killer who's chopping up people and yep and all that so you think you see a, a bloodbath and everything is telling you that you did, but what you see is not... Literally no... It's, it's not. pretty much no blood. The And I mean, spoilers, there's only one death by chainsaw. Yes. And that was intentional because you don't know which character is going to actually get it by the chainsaw until it actually happens. Yes. So that I thought that oh, was nice. And I was nice. surprised by that based off of the voiceovers, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I, I did appreciate that. But yes, kick out the hitchhiker. Hitchhiker's mad. Made a symbol. Whatever. They're running low on gas. They go to the gas station. Yeah, some... Gas station's out of gas. Yeah, little tiny gas station with some nice attendants who's like, you want some barbecue? Yeah, they're known for their barbecue. (laughs) So so they get some barbecue, but they're like father's old grandfather or father's old place is up the road, so they're going to go chill out there until the gas station gets more gas. Yes. And it's run down, it's abandoned, there's nothing really going on there. There's not much in the terms of anything around here. It's no. just a gas station in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And that's why they don't feel comfortable continuing moving forward, because they are going to run out of gas. Fun fact, this gas station, um, of, like, after the movie and everything became really big, they decided to make it into, like, a campground, where they... I want to go! 
They have little cabins. On, I want to go. They stay and they they overnight they play Texas Chainsaw Massacre for you. And the gas station itself is now a gift shop. I know that the Leatherface house is currently a bed and breakfast and yes. and then also a cafe. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to go. We I got to take a trip to Texas now. If we go on like a where it was filmed road trip someday. Oh, but if we're going to do that, we also have to go to some haunted places because that's my oh, yeah. jam. We do. Oh, me too. <laughs> me freaking too. Yeah, we're going to rain check on that. Anyways, all right. Checking it out. Pam and her boyfriend, Kirk. Kurt? 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 Yeah, it's Kirk. He wants, they want to go swimming. So they ask Franklin, the person who's in a wheelchair, for directions to the water hole. Yes, but before that, they... So they stop at the gas station, then they go to the grandfather's house? Yeah, they're at the grandfather's house. They're at house. the grandfather's house. They get out. Franklin's in the car. He can't really move around because he's in a wheelchair. No, they all left him in and to get out for himself. He has a little tantrum. He does. I mean... Very reminiscent of the hitchhiker. Well, yeah, I mean, if they were trying to get the PG rating, they weren't going to add swears, so I guess raspberries were their only comeback in the 70s. I don't know. I wasn't born then. Oh. <laughs> 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 I but um, yeah, he throws a tantrum. He does, it, it, and it was because he blew a raspberry, and the hitchhiker also blew a raspberry. I was thinking, oh, is Franklin going to turn? Are we going to have some cool thing, twist happen here? That would have been cool. No. No, we just see a little daddy long leg party <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Someone wouldn't draw a bunch of party hats on them. It was confusing. There were so many of them. Yeah, it was also kind of a cheap spook factor that wouldn't solicit the R rating that they were trying to avoid. I also think that it's just... Apparently... That feels very demonic to me. Like, bugs and flies and stuff usually resemble some kind of demonic presence, which this movie is a slasher and doesn't rely on that supernatural factor at all. So it felt kind of... I mean, yeah, it's a dirty, abandoned, old house and then i thought maybe this is the house it would be really cool where they're gonna chase them through also not true this is just a setup for later but i i watched interviews with people in from texas and they're like yeah those daddy long legs are freaking everywhere so that's actually pretty common to see a giant cluster of them in the corner no thank you yeah no so it's just Texas policy, I guess. <laughs> Texas policy, everyone gets to bring home a daddy long legs when they are born. It's like pet rock. This is my daddy long leg, Jeff. <laughs> they all have Say hi, Jeff. Very, and very... He just has his one little hand go, and it's waving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, thank you. No? All right. Well. So yeah. now the watering hole. So they yeah. want to go swimming. Uh, yeah, Pam and It's dry. Kurt. Pam and Kurt go there. It's Oh no, dry. is it Pam and... No, you're right. It's Pam Kirk. Pam Kirk, in his Canadian tuxedo, denim on denim. Denim on denim on denim. Mm-hmm. It's dry. <laughs> it's bone dry. It's yeah. And it's hot. They're sweating. Very hot. So this movie was filmed during a Texas heat wave. So they yep. had over a hundred degree temperatures every day while filming. Mm-hmm. And many of these actors and actresses did not have a spare change of costume. So, like... No, they refused to wash or do anything with the costume because they were afraid that they they would discolor or anything like that. So, they never washed any of the costumes. Yes. Poor Sally. We'll get to her later, but poor Sally. And poor Leatherface. Yeah. Oh. Disgusting. But they had... They hear in the distance... Yes. A motor running. 
They do. They see, hear the neighbor, like, running something. So they're like, maybe we can buy some gas for Mimmo. Sell him my guitar and everything. And no one wants your effing guitar. That's what Pam says. <laughs> some banter going on. Um, and they go. They can't get. They knock on the door. No one answers. It's a very nice looking house. A tooth falls from above. That's true. And Kirk hands it to Pam, freaking her out. So she's going to wait outside on the bench. On the little and it's a human s- tooth. It's a human tooth. At that point, would you go, you know, maybe no. Maybe we shouldn't be at this random stranger's house. They're literally warned by the gas station attendant and not the hitchhiker to go on and- other people's property. Because they might not like that. Yeah. But, you know, Kirk... And, and Pam just kind of want to get back on the road. There's nothing fun to do. They want to get back onto their thing. So they want to just get the gas and go. So Kirk, knocking more, opening up the door and kind of calling in. Nothing. He walks fully in and starts looking around. And bam, Leatherface. Knock him out. Well, and then he, he has a seizure. Him, right? Oh, yeah. No. He, yeah, he hears pig sounds. So all the sounds in here are, are actual sounds of a slaughterhouse. Yeah, they did not use, except for very rarely, like, regular instrumentation for this movie. Yeah. They used toys, and they used different things to make sounds, like you said, that would be heard in a slaughterhouse. Yep. So he, he hears someone's there as he walks in. Leatherface shows up, bashes him in the head with a hammer. He has a seizure. We see him seizuring. And then he hits him again, and he's limp, dead. Yeah, he, he's very dead. dead. And he pulls him in and slams the door, kind of like how we see in Saw. Like, yeah. game over, he slams the door shut. But anyways. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Everybody's seen Saw. <laughs> hey, I hadn't, I didn't know the ending until I saw it. I mean, I didn't say who slammed the door. Someone slams the door. Okay, fair, fair. So, um, Pam starts to get worried, walks in to go find Kirk. She walks into the living room, which is like watching... She kind of falls in. She sees something, she falls in, and it's just kick, uh, chicken co- debris, there's feathers, there's... Because there's a chicken in a cage. There's a chicken in a cage, but she, there's also human and animal remains. And every, all the bones in this movie are real. And they're all animal. Um, Except for one. One is an actual human cadaver. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's in the dinner scene, which we'll get to. Okay, there, but everything here is animal bones. Um, everything in this this particular room is animal bones, which they were able to get fairly easily. Robert Burns, the art director, a lot a, of roadkill, a lot of roadkill, a lot of like art, like farmers in Texas that would have animals die mm-hmm. that needed to have the remains picked up, so they would go and get them mm-hmm. off of their hands, and they would use those bones, and he apparently spent a lot of time coming up with these furniture items and you <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get into the the true story later and this will have a tie in later yeah but so it's important that it's but they were meant to look like human remains yes and i think they did a pretty good job of that because a lot of those bones were very indiscernible as to what part of the body they could or would be i thought watching the movie i'm like there's no way that they could have used actual human remains but it looks like if you if you've ever had a science class where you have a fake skeleton standing there for anatomy purposes it looked like that where it was supposed to be realistic and it resembled human bones i would never have guessed they were animal well, yeah, they're animals. She's now freaking out. It takes her forever to get up. 
she starts she throws up she yeah she does <laughs> retch um leatherface starts chasing her so she runs out of her house mm-hmm. but leatherface is too fast grabs her and she it's in my opinion, probably one of the most iconic scenes because you see it in like all the like oh Texas yeah, Chainsaw. So he grabs her from behind and she pretty much picks her up. She can't touch the ground. She's just flailing in her red booty shorts and halter top. Yeah. So she's flailing and adorable then, outfit by the way. Love that outfit so much. Well, at first you're like, is she wearing anything? Because well, there's we one the shot trailer and she didn't look like she was wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a halter top. But uh, and she's the one that gets on the meat hook. Yeah, and this is a decision by Rob Burns. The original shot was supposed to have the meat hook coming through her, mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be a bunch but- of blood. And Robert Burns said it would be creepier if we let the audience have their own imagination about how this has worked. So that's why you don't see it coming through her. You just see her, like, hooked up onto it. Yep. This was done. They tied a nylon cord between her legs, and they used maxi pads to pad it. Mm-hmm. And it was still extremely painful. So the pain and the screaming you're seeing in that shot is real because she was actually feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how they filmed that. Really iconic scene. I've heard of the meat hook scene before. Yeah. And while she's dangling and screaming, Leatherface grabs his chainsaw. Oh yeah, because Kirk's laying on the table. Kirk's laying on the table, dead. so he's gonna chop up dead Kirk. But, you know, it's really the actor Kirk, and it's a real chainsaw. Yeah, and they had So they were so close to his (gasps) face. He's like, I couldn't, I'm not allowed to flinch. I'm not allowed to do anything. If this chainsaw gets anywhere near me or I do something wrong, it's going to go terribly wrong. And he had to pretend he was dead. So they were like, don't breathe. Don't let your chest move up and down. He felt the oil from the chains on the chainsaw hitting him in the face. He felt the heat from it. No, thank you. I do not like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, they're done for. Yeah, they're dead. I mean, Terry McKinn. McMinn? McKinn? McMinn. McMinn. <laughs> her, she thought that her character lives. No. I fundamentally disagree with this. <laughs> Uh, you got freaking stabbed through the back of the chest, like, your back. You're dead. In, in sensitive organs, so your lungs, your heart, those have got to have been punctured, and we just see you later on in the freezer. Granted, you kind of jump forward, but I don't, we don't know exactly why. I don't think she survived. She did not survive. There's no way. No. I, we would have seen know. her, we would have seen her survive yeah we would have seen her escape or in the second movie we would have seen it yeah we don't she dead she's very dead she yeah we'll get into what she becomes anyways so now we cut on over to uh sally sally and her boy jerry 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 who's got very nice jeans hate his shirt got big old glasses too doesn't he yeah very 70s very 70s but i appreciate the jeans (laughs) did they accentuate certain features very oh yeah a plus (laughs) they fit him well but they're like oh pam and kirk have been gone a while and then so they decide to go just jerry just jerry goes well he tells sally to stay put with franklin yes and so. Sally and Franklin are, she's 
thoroughly annoyed with her brother. Which, okay. She's the one who invited Franklin. Franklin initially wasn't going to go on this road trip. Yep. But was convinced by her sister. His sister. And now they're having a heart-to-heart. Not really a heart-to-heart. She's annoyed. He's trying to kind of fix things. But she's just annoyed at this point. Franklin is a very annoying character. And apparently was a method actor. Yes. So everybody, like, he, yes, in real life he's a nice guy, but he was afraid that if he broke character, he wouldn't be able to get Franklin back. So he method acted, and that's why everybody freaking hated Franklin. And this, the filming of this movie took place over four weeks. It was supposed to last two, but it lasted four (laughs) instead. Yes. Um, and they generally filmed around 16 hours a day, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be that person, that very, very annoying character for a month. he I don't think he was filming all four weeks. That's probably true. I think that's right, because they have scenes later yeah. where, yeah. His, his final scene that he ever did was him... Rolling out of the... Rolling down the hill yep. after, Yeah. Yeah, after he pees in a can. Yeah, at the very beginning while they're on the road trip. We didn't think it was that important to mention at the time, but whatever. <laughs> hey, he pees in a can, just so you know. And then he rolls down the hill. <laughs> Great opener. Um, Jerry goes... Yeah, he goes to find them, and he finds the house. And something we And he walks in the house. Something we didn't mention is the noise that they had seen... Or seen. Wow, they've seen the noise. Yes, very good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The noise they were hearing that they thought was maybe fuel is a generator with the word Wisconsin on it. Yep. That's a little tie-in to the quote-unquote true story as well. But, anyways, Jerry shows up at the house. He opens the door because he's hearing noises He He also sees Pam's towel. Yeah, yeah, they see it on, like, the swing On the swing that she was sitting on. The swing bench. So he opens the door, and he hears these sounds. He's like, oh, what's going on? And... He does the same thing Kirk does, walks in the house. Yeah, and then he... He he keeps walking through. This is when he walks into the kitchen. He... Kirk is gone. So Kirk's no longer on the table, but he opens up the freezer, and this is when we see Pam jump out at him yes and he freaks out she's all blue and stuff so then i think she ends up falling back at the freezer he closes it and as he turns around leatherface runs straight at him with a hammer yep so this scene in order to make it feel more terrifying and get better results out of their actors they did not show any of the the main five that we have um leatherface before they filmed. Yes. So. Which I think is great because you are going to get more out of your actors. It's going to be a little bit more genuine. Yeah. I mean, he was genuinely scared and they had an actor or they had a crew person on the floor who was holding on to his belt loop. So that way when Leatherface swings a hammer down to hit Jerry, Jerry gets pulled back at the same time to make it look like he's actually been hit. Yes. This didn't happen correctly the first take because no. he got so scared he ripped out of the belt loop and he ran out the front door. Yeah. Oh, also, side note, when they were filming Kurt's death, he did accidentally get hit in the head with the hammer. Ow! Yeah. Poor, uh, poor Leather, the guy who actually played Gunner Leatherface. Gunnar Hansen? Gunnar Hansen was actually, um, very sorry. He felt so bad. But he has very little visibility. Yeah, the mask is not. So, great. anyways, yes, Jerry scurred 
Scurred. He gets murdered. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did, did, did. It's now dark when we cut back to Sally and Franklin. Yeah, and they're like, where is everybody? Sally's getting nervous. Yep. And Jerry has the keys, so they can't just drive away. Yep. And find help. So Franklin refusing to give up the flashlight. Yep. Sally's like, fine, I'll just go by myself. And Franklin's like, well, I'll go, or I'll go with you. And she's like, I can't trick you. I, d- I don't have the strength to get you up and down hills mm-hmm. or through the woods. Franklin doesn't listen and goes with her anyways. And so she's stuck pushing him through the woods. And this is the part where it gets really suspenseful. You know the jump scare is going to happen. Yes. Uh, Leatherface pops out of the woods and starts gutting Franklin with the chainsaw, which is Chrissy's favorite death scene and gore moment. Only person that dies by a chainsaw. And yes. they, so there is some blood in this scene. Yes, and it's coming out of Franklin's mouth. Yeah, they put chiro syrup in his mouth. And yep. so when he each pass of the chainsaw, they spit it. Yep. Gunner Hansen. Yep. You? Which, okay, Franklin should have seen this coming. First of all, he had the flashlight. <laughs> we never said Franklin was the smartest person. No, I uh, never said that. But also, like, if everybody's going missing, Sally at least has... Oh, yes. it's her opportunity to run. So Just... Sally freaks out, very normal, and starts to run. And she... She's running from Leatherface. So the actress... For Sally, Marilyn Burns was so slow that Gunnar Hansen, when he's, like, Leatherface is taking the chainsaw and he's going through the woods and he's slashing stuff, it's to slow himself down because he could easily outrun yeah. her. And, and he stops to cut branches down out of his way. To, like, he he has to, otherwise he, she would be dead. Yeah, I mean, she, she should be dead. dead. So... She runs, and she runs and runs and runs. There's This is quite a long scene of her running through the woods. Yeah, she runs for a long time. She does moments where I'm like, good, you're not screaming, good and job. And then she starts screaming. And I'm like, okay, good, <laughs> you're just going to give him your location. That's great. So she eventually runs up to the gas station. Yeah, and asks for help, and Leatherface stops pursuing her. Immediately. Which is not coming to the... Odd. Because yes. he could overpower both of them. Yes. The guy working the gas station and her. But he stops and kind of flees the scene. And we... Creepy old guy's like, I'll go get the car. We'll take care of you. You're fine. She had also <laughs> run through the house too and jumped out of a building, uh, out oh, of one of the windows at this she point. she did. So her whole back of her shirt is torn off. Yeah, she's limping. Yeah, she did actually hurt her ankle at one of those scenes and that her limp is real. Yeah. So, and so she ran sorry. into Grandma and Grandpa upstairs when she was running. Yes, who we presume at this point to be dead people, just sitting in rocking chairs. They're crusty. They are. Well, Grandma is crusty looking, and Grandpa looks a little bit squishier. Yes, that would be a fair assessment of the uh, state of the grandparents. Yes. Yeah, he's squishy and she crusty. Anyways, old guy comes back, being a little suspicious. He got a bag, a burlap sack. And was gonna put her in it, so she grabs a knife. Good! Yeah, she does a good here. She grabs a knife. And then what does he do? Grab a broom. And knocks the knife out of her hand, 
And starts beating her with it. This scene was took a while to film because the actor who plays the cook, Jim Cito, he did not want to hit her. No. And finally, she's they like, tried a rubber broom. They tried holding back his punches. It wasn't working. It didn't look realistic. And she's fine. Just like, just get it over with. Yeah, just do it. So he actually does end up beating her with a broom and tying her up and then throwing her in the car. This scene right here is one of the main reasons I hate this movie. Christy's taking a long sip of her tea. <laughs> yes. And I staring you down with judgment. hate this scene. The, I can understand hating the specific scene, but hating the whole movie for it, I don't I don't agree with. I hate the movie in general. I know. But it's it's very slow. It's one of those things where it's like, I could, I could fend off a broomstick. I think it's also the fact that you are in so much shock. Your adrenaline is having a lot of roller coaster moments. Trauma. So you thought you were safe, so your adrenaline is starting to slow down a little bit. Yep. So then it's starting to ramp back up. And you were also just running through the woods. You're also probably getting exhausted at this point. She didn't even try to re-reach for the knife. I mean, she was also being beaten with a broom. Not well. He beat her with the soft end of the broom first. And then the hard end. And then puts her in the burlap sap and puts well, her in the... Well, at that point, yeah, once she's tied up, she's Puts tied her up. in the car, and then on driving around, he's, like, talking to her, petting her head, and then he grabs the handle of the broomstick and beats her again. That's while driving. Fine. That what? I don't have a problem That's with. That's fine. It's fine to beat people with a broomstick no, while I, you're driving. No, I'm talking about, like, I know. the actors and stuff. Yeah, like, I know. that I could... I... That was a line. When she was in the... Whatever. Mm. And doesn't he also pick up the hitchhiker at this point? Uh, he yells at him, too. Yeah, yells at the hitchhiker something about, I told you not to leave your brother. So now, you can instantly associate that the hitchhiker is the son of the gas station guy. Yes, and that his brother... We don't know who his brother is yet. Oh, I thought we were in... Well, the hitchhiker in Leatherface. Yes, but at this specific point... Oh, that's true, because they're not at the house yes. yet. But they do come upon the house. Because we could have thought that the other gas station attendant, the one washing the windows at the beginning... Oh, that could have been the Could have been the brother. Yeah. So, that was kind of the decoy. Yep. So, they get back to their humble abode, and Leatherface has a new little mask on. Yeah! He's got the maternal... Yes. Uh, mask on. So he has a total of three masks, three masks in this movie. His killer mask, his mama mask, and his pretty woman pretty woman mask. So he's got the mama mask on now. He essentially because he's cooking the dinner. He he's being that the way, yeah. less dominant role. They say he's the feminine person in the household. Yes, which... he never speaks. No, which no. is a decision that was made by Gunnar Hansen. So yes. Gunnar Hansen, who plays Leatherface, in order to figure out how he was going to play Leatherface, he went to a uh, a hospital for mentally disabled individuals, yep. and he stayed there for a couple of days to kind of research and figure out how they moved, how they acted, and by the end of those two days, he said he felt if he walked from one end of this medical facility to the other, people wouldn't be able to discern whether he was a patient or he was a visitor. Yes. So that's how he played Leatherface. Yes. So they they tie up Sally they at do. the dinner. So they're going to have dinner together. Okay, this scene. So they also bring down Grandpa for dinner. Grandpa's, Grandpa's alive! alive! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> He's still kicking. Ugh. 
I don't know how, but he's still kicking. But you Ancient. also find out that they're cannibals in this scene. Yes. And the, the barbecue that they're selling is human. Yes. So the barbecue that the people that just got freaking murdered, <laughs> they were eating human sausage. That's... You had to use sausage? It wasn't sausage! <laughs> I'm not saying... Human barbecue. It was a real sausage, not the metaphorical sausage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, as she's sitting there, you see there's more disgusting furniture. There's lampshades that are covered in skin. Um, and then there's a, a ske- full skeleton hanging next to her, which that is a real human skeleton. Okay. It's, it was cheaper back then to use a real skeleton than to buy a fake one. Ew. Uh, I this, don't like it when they do this stuff in movies. I mean, when it's low budget and you need you need something that looks authentic, I can see I can see why. As long as they weren't burying up like already dead people, maybe this was a person dedicated to science. I hope so. We're gonna go with that because there's no record of it, and we're yeah, gonna go. We're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. There's no curse related to this movie, so. No. And this scene took 37 hours to film. Yeah, it was stupid long. And they had to do it in one take for a couple of different reasons. The first one being that the dad of the cook, Jim Cito, this was the end of his contract. So this end was the contract. last day he could film. Yep. Um, Grandpa's prosthetics. Yeah, the guy who was put in the Grandpa prosthetic mask didn't want to ever have to go through that process again. He was like also a 20-year-old guy. Yeah, he was really young. He young boy. But, yes, and Sally is tied up screaming at the dinner table. I don't know how her voice lasted. So much herbal tea, I I hope. So, and in filming this, because it's supposed to take place at night, they boarded up the windows with black curtains so that they would maintain darkness throughout the night. Yep. They had, this is so disgusting, in order to help with the decor... Of this house. It's chicken. It's chicken. They had a, and it rotted under the hot weather, and. Yeah, they they had a full, like, rotisserie chicken type of situation out on the table, and it just got nasty. They also. And it smelled so bad, people had to excuse themselves and vomit. Ugh! Which is another fun tie-in to something else, but But I'll get to it. The other thing that they did was they went to a nearby pound. And they got domesticated dogs and cats and animals that had been euthanized. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to use them as decor. But they're limp. So they tried injecting them with formaldehyde to mm-hmm. stiffen them up. And the makeup, uh, I would say makeup artist, I suppose? Do- mm-hmm. Is it Dottie or Dolly? Hmm. I thought it was Dottie, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I have it written down somewhere. Dottie. Dottie. Dottie Pearl. She was the one trying to inject it, and when she tried to inject it, basically a dog leg with this formaldehyde, she got herself. It went Aww. through the leg and it went into hers. No. She was fine, but they just figured, you know what? That doesn't work. Let's scrap this idea. So they took all of these animals they had received from the pound, put them in a pile, poured gasoline on it, and lit it on fire. So on top of the fact that you have rotting food, you have the smell of dead burning animals. Yeah. And it's hot. And, like, just... And nobody has washed their clothes in a month. 
No. And the I think Sally has a rag in her mouth at some point. And it's dirty. They didn't grab her a clean one. No. Nope. They just picked it up off the floor and shoved it yep. in her mouth. And she's like, why couldn't you just give me a clean one? And there's also a part where she falls, like, chair and all, falls to the ground out of frame. They're like, we gotta stop. And they're talking. And she's still, and she's just <laughs> like, can you, like, pick me back up or something? Or, or what? Like, so, move on. Let's go. I'm hot. I'm on the floor. Tied up. I can't help. I can't speak because you have this rag, this dirty rag in my mouth. Right. So she suffered a lot of injuries and kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I would say it's unintentional. Yes. I think everybody was so and out of their headspace. Hansen in yeah. his... He was also wearing heels for some of his scenes. Yes, he was. <laughs> Get it. But Slay leather in, face. He's in Pretty Woman Mask, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's in Pretty Woman Mask for dinner. And then... Because he wants to be pretty. We find out we need to feed Grandpa. Yes, so they actually prick her finger. Which, that was real. Yep, they actually pricked her finger. (laughs) And, (laughs) well, Grandpa can't have solid food, so he's got to have the smoothie version. Yeah. Because they're cannibals. Yeah. So, and he's loving it. He he loves that blood. Yum, 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 yum. So they do that, and then they're like, Grandpa, you gotta kill again. You're the reason we kill. You're the best. You were the best in your in your time. You you could do this again. And they're holding Sally down, and they're trying. Grandpa has no strength. Grandpa. So Leatherface is like helping, keeps dropping the hammer. At one point, it actually falls on Sally. I feel so bad for this woman. Um, they drop the hammer accidentally on her sometimes, and with Leatherface's help, they do actually hit her head. Yep. But when they're trying to get the hammer again, Hitchhiker is stupid and lets her go. Yep. And she sees that as her opportunity, which good girl starts running. Yep. So she's, it's dawn now? Yes. And she's running outside. She's so slow, and they know this, so they're teasing her. Yep. And then she also, I mean, she also just fell out of, or she ran out the window again. And this is the one that she for sure wrecked her ankle on. Okay. Um, I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure about that. But she's also limping. Her limp is real. She's so so injured. She's so slow. And now she's got blood coming down her face. Yes, and she manages to wave down a truck driver. A semi-truck driver. Who then stops. Okay, yeah, he stops. Excuse me, sir. Starts running towards her and then sees the guy with the leather face and starts walking right back to his car, lets her in, he gets in. And then they leave the truck on the passenger side. Why would you not just start the truck and keep moving? I don't know. This also infuriated me. So, they deal with all that. So they come out the other side. Now the truck driver, the only black guy in the whole movie, he's running away. Thank goodness, I hope he survives. Yeah, we never really know. I think he's fine, though. I think he's fine, because I'm sure Leatherface was more after Sally. Yeah, and Leatherface, at this point, he falls over... And he cuts his leg. Yeah, so when they did that scene, they put um, a metal plate in between the, his actual leg. Yes. And then, like, a pile of blood pocket with some, like, gooey gooey guts. And the, we used the real chainsaw to puncture that. And the actor still got injured because of the hot metal. The friction. The friction heated the metal and burned his leg. Yep. At least he didn't get cut into. He thought he had originally. So when he stumbles up very, very quickly in that shot, he actually thought he cut himself. Yeah. I mean, it's a great shot for that time period. I think it's a good shot. 
But eh, injuring your actor, so, <laughs> I feel so bad. He starts to chase after them, and Sally is able to wave down a pickup truck. Yes, and gets in the bed of the pickup truck, and he just starts driving. No questions, starts driving. Leatherface then has his tantrum dance, his beautiful <laughs> tantrum dance. His tantrum dance! Which was to scare the director, Toby Hooper. Yes. Um, which I find hilarious, because he was originally just supposed to just stomp around, and he was just like, this is stupid, and he saw Toby kind of duck down for something, and he's like, this is when I'm gonna get him back, and just starts doing the mm-hmm. twirling and swinging around the, and honestly, I think that's wonderful. It's amazing. So then Sally's in the back of the pickup truck screaming, and mm-hmm. they had to shoot this more than once, so she thought, she took off the pants, which she said, they're Oh yeah, she threw pants. off. All of her clothes, and she's like, I'm done. I'm finally done with this. I can get my hair back. I can get my skin back. I'm going to look great again. It's going to be fine. Next Bad. day, we didn't get the shot. What do you mean you didn't get the shot? So she had to go back and do some stuff all over again, put those grimy pants on again, oh get some blood gosh. back on her, and she was so unhappy. So those screams she said, she's like, yeah, that's really how hysterical I felt by the end of filming. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her. And that's I don't blame the her end one of bit. The movie, isn't it? It's the end of the movie. So that is how that works. And you want to go through your fun facts, and then drama. afterwards, yeah, yeah, I can do that. So at the beginning of this film, before this film was made, Toby Hooper, the director, and Kim Hankel, the writer, made Vortex, some like production kind of idea, and then they had another. Uh, they had investors who they had basically an investment bucket and then they had Vortex. Mm -hmm. And they gave 50% of the movie proceeds to these investors, whatever they would earn. What had happened is after the movie was filmed, this movie originally they thought was going to cost $60,000. It required an additional $80,000 to make once filming wrapped. Yeah. And they didn't have the money for that. Mm -hmm. So they sold off more of their shares. So now their portions is getting even smaller, and the way they set up the actors and actresses and the crews, payment was a royalty. So they would earn it's a, a percentage point system. Yeah, point yep. system. A, per, a percentage of what the movie grossed. Mm-hmm. Well, they have smaller shares now, and then they find their final person to actually put this up, and it's Bryanston Pictures. And Bryanston Pictures was owned by the mafia. <laughs> So, yes. good job! Nailed it. So, Bryanson Pictures goes and they distribute it, and it does amazing. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. And that millions of dollars trickled down all the way down to the crew, and finally, like, a major crew member got, like, 50 bucks. Yep. And they're like, where's our money? A lot of the actors only got maybe, like, 400 if that. Yeah. So, they go up to Bryanson, and they're, like... Obviously, the mafia is skimming off the top of this movie. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we're going to sue you. So they did. They tried to sue them. But by the time they sued them, Bryanston Pictures had gone bankrupt. Yep. So they had to settle out of court. They settled out of court for $400,000, which nowhere near what they probably should have gotten. So these actors, actresses, crew, crew did not get the money that they thought they were going to and no. like Gunnar Hansen says in one of his interviews, some of these people were expecting something. Their livelihoods were Yeah, to I mean, you have to pay rent somehow, and if you take a whole month off to do this movie, like, you yeah. need something, otherwise you're going to go in debt. <laughs> they were not so happy about this. No. Um, so that's 
big the original name of this was head cheese yes i mean they mentioned head cheese at the beginning with um the hitchhiker yeah so i mean it fits in with the dialogue but leather face being associated with the texas chainsaw massacre that's just big guy big statement let's go so yeah that did really really well and Part of the reason this movie did well is because they everyone thought it was based on a true story, which, Christe? Yes, uh, it's semi-based on true events. It's inspired. I would say it's loosely ins- inspired. It's inspired by Ed Gein, who's from Plainfield, Plainfield Wisconsin, yep. which is where we're from. We're not from Plainfield, no, we but we're from, from Wisconsin. <laughs> we're we're in Wisconsin, so uh, it's it's a lot of fun to research, you know, homeboys. <laughs> him, him and Jeffrey Dahmer are the him big and, hitters for Wisconsin. Yes, so. and then we kind of got Gacy as well. well. Gacy's Chicago. He's Chicago. He's a Midwestern boy. If you want to broaden the scope, um, but Ed Gein, he technically only killed two people, which I think he actually killed three people. You think he killed three people? I think he killed his brother. Well, there was speculation that he did. I'm pretty. I'm if if I look at the evidence and all everything I read. Over the past several weeks, I, I think he killed his brother. He's the one who found his brother. Yeah. He knew exactly where he was, found him almost instantly when taking the police. He did it among us. He was an imposter, but he pressed report and did a self-report on his own murder. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, only convicted of two confirmed murders and then had nine mutilated dug-up corpses in his house. So, the Leatherface <sighs> house was definitely designed to look exactly like Ed Gein's house. So he's got bones, he's got the furniture, yes. he's got the lampshade and all that. I'll go through everything that they found in the house. Uh, fair warning, I, it is gruesome, it is grotesque. If you yeah. have, do not want to hear about Ed Gein, probably skip ahead, like, five minutes. Uh, I will try to be quick about the true crime aspect. Um, so everything that they found in his house was whole human bone fragments, a wastebasket made out of human skin, human skids covered several of his chairs and, like, couches and all that, skulls on his bedposts, Human skulls that some of them are sawed off at the top. Like they were scalped almost? Uh, yes, and kind of made into ashtrays. No! <laughs> um, uh, bowls made from human skin. A corset made from a hu- female torso. Well, he wanted to be a woman. He did want to be a woman. I'll get into that a little bit it after the list. It does tie to Leatherface. It does, and I'll get into that after the list here. Um corset um and then from the shoulders to the waist is the corset so the whole front of the female was pretty much intact okay Okay. so he had he had all the accoutrement of a female um he had a belt made out of 13 female nipples um he had a headless woman hanging upside down and gutted like a deer well because hunting is big in wisconsin but he didn't like hunting he didn't go hunting you know? But he, he didn't like hunting. He, he's not a process killer. He's a product killer. True. He, is. he wanted the fabric from Joanne Fabric, but they were out of his stuff. Joanne Fabric, you did him dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He had leggings made from human skin. He made a mask from uh, female heads. It was kind of a stitch work. It was patchwork. There we go. That's the term I'm looking for. see my face. It's very yucky. Yeah, you have a yucky face on. Um, Mary Hogan's head, which is one of his victims, her head was found in a paper bag. Uh, And then her skull, it's like her her face mask was in a paper bag. Her skull was in a box. His other victim was Bernice Warden, and her entire head was in a burlap sack. And then in a plastic bag on the stove was her heart. Which made people think that he was a cannibal, which he's not. That was not his M.O. The boy barely knew how to cook. He only lived on pork and beans every day, every meal, for several years since his mom's passing to when he got picked up. That was all he ate. That would be a sad life. I mean, yes. (laughs) Um, Now we're getting into some more really, really gross stuff. He had nine... um, Volvies, uh, vulvi in a shoebox, which is the external organs of uh, female the female genitalia. <laughs> Put it nicely. Um, he dipped a lot of them in, like, silver. He tried to make them last as long as possible, but they just kind of got green and gross. Well, that's what happens with rotting flesh. Yep. Um, he had a young girl's dress and two more, uh, vulvi in association with that, so he had 11 total. Why? Um, I... He had some necrophilia aspects, too. They don't know... They never really go too deep into that in the books and everything, but this is what they found. He had four noses. He had a pair of female lips. The face lips. Uh, on a win- oh, really? <laughs> we just went through all the other ones. I had to make sure I was clarifying. Okay, okay. Uh, on, on a window shade. On a drawstring. So he could practice his makeouts. A lampshade made out of the skin of human faces, and then he also collected oh, the fingernails of his female victims. No, I fingernails. No, 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 no. You know the yes. The ring freaked me out. I don't need any of that. Yes. So that's that's everything that they found in his house. We'll go a little into the psychology of him, and now that we're done with the gruesome, gory. But details. that's where they got the ideas for the furniture and the things that you see within yes. the house of the family. And what you see on Leatherface, because Leatherface has his masks. Those are and made out of human skin. Which, I don't They think had a lampshade there as well. I don't think we talked about this, but Leatherface's masks were made out of fiberglass mm-hmm. and, ooh, one other thing. And then they were used, they used, like, uh, wiring to make the stitching. Yes. But in the lore... Yeah, in the lore it's of things. It's skin. supposed to be human skin. Which yes. I think they did a really good job. They said the fiberglass... Oh, it's liquid latex. Liquid latex and fiberglass. The fiberglass naturally dried in a very skin tone-like color, so they yes. just left it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they did. I mean, it looks well done for the time area, and it's just... I think it's believable. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ed Gein had also inspired Psycho, which was before Texas Chainsaw, and then he also inspired Buffalo Bill's character in Silence of the Lambs. Which I think probably most famously inspired Buffalo Bill. Yes, and and we'll, we'll get into those two and, and Ed Gein's tie-in with those, but the furniture and all that is the biggest part here. Yeah. And he also had family issues with his brother. He had mama problems. He had mom and dad issues. He, like, his mother and father helped at the slaughterhouse. So that's where he learned a lot of his stuff. Um, his mother wanted him to be a female, but he came out a boy. Uh, her, his mother's name was Augusta. 
Augusta Gein. She was a hulking woman, very religious. His victims were on the larger side, and he wanted to essentially become his mother. Yeah, I still think he was, maybe there was some sexual issues here. See, see now, I, I'm gonna get gross again. Adult topics, I apologize, but this, these are just facts that I hear. And I'm perceiving to you. And if you want to do more research, that's on you then. Um, I think his mother did not molest him in, in the way that you're probably thinking. She thought all women were sin. Yes. And harlots and whores. So she pretty much, I think, taught Ed to settle for masturbating and probably showed him how to do it. This is heavily debated on the internet. It is very heavily debated. That is just probably the most popular thing that I have found. And we don't know. We will never know. Ed Gein has passed. The case is shut closed. Yeah, Psychology majors, I'm sure, will reopen it and look back on it and see where that might have gone. But it's all speculation. There's no guarantee what I'm telling you is real. But what the facts are, what they found in the house, and how they all felt about it, and his convictions. That's all I know. Um, He did die of lung cancer in 1984. Goodbye. Goodbye. He was deemed kind of mentally insane, so he was in... I would say so. Yes. So, and he loved being in a psych ward, essentially. Why? He got, he got better food. He found oh. that what he was doing was actually wrong, because he didn't know right from wrong. He did not understand that what he was doing was a bad. Was, was that, that's a feature, is that a psychopath, sociopath? It's sociopathic, I believe. Okay. But, like, he didn't fully understand that what he was doing was wrong. That's terrifying to me, And though. they never be- fully believed that he w- was capable of digging up these graves because of how thin he is. He's a thin guy. Well, he was and living it takes, off of pork and beans. It takes a lot to dig up six feet worth of dirt yeah. by yourself in a night. And then no repallet. noticed. I have no idea. But he, apparently, he also had some lucid moments where he would start digging oh, and then cry, realize like... it and then refill it and just go home. So there was, I don't know. He had mm. some lucid moments. I think that he just had moments where he was kind of in a trance, going through the motions of what his psychosis was telling him to do. Like I said, all speculation. He's just a wackadoo. He's wackadoo for schmackadoo. Yes. I feel bad for what his parents put him through. I don't feel bad for for him after that point. I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. Horrible human. <laughs> yeah, just not a good human, but like anybody in Wisconsin, I have found people are like, "Oh yeah, we know Ed Gein. Oh yeah, we I like my grandparents were his neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah. Um I know Plainfield. It's like the dead heart of the Midwest. So it's going to be dry. It's gross. It's a small town. Everybody there knew Ed Gein. Yeah, he was often at like the bars and stuff, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Yep. We've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. I listened to so many <laughs> true crime podcasts. I stopped after um it's very dark and I ha- I 
this is not my thing. It is. Um, but that's why I just wanted to touch base on it because that's, these well, are the events that it's. inspired this. That inspires that. I apologize for getting gross, but I did give you a disclaimer, so that's on you. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's not, but, uh, yeah, that's. That's, that's Ed Gein. There you go. That's Ed Gein in the relation to the Texas Chainsaw. When we do Psycho and Buffalo Bill, we'll touch base on some other parts that are connected there. So it's like Ed Gein miniseries part one. Brought to you by Christy. <laughs> but yes. Um, anyways. Do you uh, have any other fun facts? I know that um, Gunnar Hansen was not supposed to be Leatherface at first. Yeah. Um, they found the actor that they had cast drunk. He pulled himself up in a hotel room and said, nah, fam, I'm not doing that. No. I think there were also drugs involved, but he was definitely drunk. And they're just like, well, we need somebody. And they just talked to him. He's like, are you crazy? Are you XYZ? Can you get angry? And he's just like, that's not who I am. Well, can you play crazy? Yeah. He's like, then you're hired. Yeah. And that's pretty much how the interview went. So that's my other fun fact, but... Um, Texas Chainsaw definitely changed the genre of horror altogether in time frame because at the time a death scene was considered just being shot by a gun, like the westerns, and that's your death scene. But like we didn't have we had Psycho, which was the first slasher, but Texas Chainsaw ramped it up and inspired so many other films. Yeah, it's tag- it, it's the base of a lot of horror series. Yeah, it inspired Alien. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a big inspiration for a lot of people and I I understand that for some people it didn't hold up throughout the ages. Hey, that was shade. Shady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you admitted it first, so it's fair game. <laughs> But, in my opinion, I like it. It's good. I would recommend it to people who are into the slasher genre, for sure. Um, I do want to throw its tagline out there. Go for it. It's, who will survive and what will be left of them? Nothing. They're bones. They're bones. Maybe some skin. They're bones. So, um, so yeah. Well, we pulled a lot of sources from different books on this, and we'll put the list, the reading list that I have, uh, in the description. So if you want to do your own research on true crime mm-hmm. or the movie, um, go check it out. And I'd say a big one. I don't know if we mentioned this in the beginning. Was the shocking truth, the Texas Chainsaw documentary? This is on YouTube. Yeah. You can find it there. We'll Very put the good. link in the description. Yeah. We'll put all of our links and all of our research material. I love it when I there. get to watch a documentary where it's the original cast and crew who's talking about what happened because yes. I feel like there's no. I've watched documentaries on movies now where it's people further down the line that are commenting on it and it's more of a spin of what they thought the movie was versus what the movie actually is and what yes. happened so yes. i prefer original source and i think yeah. that did a really good job absolutely because you're just it's all it's other way secondhand information she said, she she said. said it's straight from the horse's mouth at that point it's great um time to grade let's grade the shit and then i want to do we'll talk about halloween a little bit Yes. Um, and then I also have an update on Alien that I would like to share. So we'll grade, and then we'll go oh, back. I think I know what 
your update is because we got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's let's finish up Texas Chainsaw and then we'll we'll continue our our other conversation uh for updates. Okay. So was this movie scary? Uh, I also kind of want to get your input for future ones, not necessarily this one, but moving forward. Um, on our scary movie, or was it a good horror movie? Um, so, for okay. this, we're going to stick with, was it scary? Because I didn't bring this up to Kelly before. So, was it scary? I said it too. I'm not scared by this type of movie. And we've yeah. talked about this before. Slashers aren't my thing. I know. I gave it a four because of the disturbing nature. Like I said, I don't get scared by anything. So, yes. I'm kind of looking at the reviews. Had I'm I getting watched this when opinions. I was little? Terrifying. Now that yeah. I watch it now, uh... Yeah. So I get opinions from other people on their gross factor. So I gave it a four because it's not super gruesome, but it is very disturbing in some parts, especially with the cannibals and the inbred nature of Leatherface's family. Yeah. So I, I that's why I gave it a four. How is the acting? I gave it a six because there were moments that it was like, meh, but I love Leatherface and what he did with the character. Yeah. I think the psychopaths are great. The our protagonist that we don't care much for, I could care less. I gave it a four. Uh, broomstick scene. <laughs> it's just like, I can't. But would you count that as the acting or the yeah. fact that it was yeah, written like that? Yeah, Jim Cito, creepy man, hitting her with a broom, unbelievable. Her screaming and acting like that, unbelievable. Her, her at the end, I was like, that's not screaming, that's almost laughing, which I can understand the hysterical side of things, but it just seems very forced, like... I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. Okay. All right. I get you. Um, how are the special effects and the set design? I gave that a seven. Mm, I gave that an eight because I definitely felt like yeah, we were Yeah, I thought it was part- very good atmosphere. I definitely thought we were walking to Ed Gein's house. Yeah. Because I've seen pictures of Ed Gein's house. I have not, nor do I think I would look No, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to. Trust me, you don't want to. I did that for you. It's fine. Your eyes have seen the things my that eyes. my soul cannot take. <laughs> I have seen some shit that you will never believe. Um, um, compelling story and interesting twist. I gave this a five. This is where I gave more of the, uh, the fact there's a family of serial killers working together and... It's very simple, start to finish, but that's not a bad thing. It's yeah. alright. I think I suffer here from probably seeing iterations and inspirations in movies from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where I feel like, oh, this has been done before, when really this was the first time it was done. Yes. I think that worked against me in grading this. And that's fair. Like I said, we're here because we have very differing opinions and... Mm-hmm. I've seen all these, and this some of these are your first time seeing them. So a lot of these are my first time seeing them. It's definitely different perspectives. Yes. Um, and that's that's okay. Uh, was the uh we already did that. I gave it a five. I didn't give my score. I also gave it a five. Oh, okay. Same reasons. Um, how was the character development and writing? I gave it a seven because of the family. You're gonna not because of the other people. I gave it because of the family. But we follow the other people. I gave it a two. All Oof. right. Oof. <laughs> but yeah, I gave it a... So, we have a bit of an issue here, because I scored it as a total of 20. Christine... I gave it a 30, so that's 50. So it's currently tied with The Purge. Now, we're going to debate okay. a little bit. Let's go back for a second. What was a better horror movie? Because you're maybe transforming 
that first question, was it scary, such was it a good horror movie, compared to The Purge, this is more, I would classify this more as horror than I would classify The Purge as horror. That's why I want to give that one a leg up. So, but then we run into the problem so, with the hang brain. on, hang on, well, well, up, well, up Texas Chainsaw. So now Texas Chainsaw is at a 51. Okay. All right. It's, Purge is oh, still at the a... bottom, but now we have a new tie. Which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, we have a bonus from a listener. Versus The Ring. We do have a bonus from a listener. So, so we technically... don't have we don't have this issue right now. So we good. So shout out to Marissa who gave us that one point for the, the okay. ring. Woo! Go so, Marissa! <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So currently we have the Purge, Texas Chainsaw, The Ring, Ringu, Evil Dead, and then Alien. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yes. So my Update about Alien, since we're talking about Alien now. We, got, we done got yelled at. Um, I want to clarify the gender uh, definition for the Alien. So, the face hugger is male. He is the male in, in all of this. Then, the chest burster is gender neutral. He has, it's genderless. Oh, okay. And then, the adult is the woman. Is the female. The female. So, and, uh. and my dad reminded me in future movies that they are the queen, queen alien, all hail. All hail. So. Okay, I didn't know that. And, and, the, and the director also had clarified that. I think we were associating the fact that it was male because of the... It's a male actor who plays Male actor, anymore. so we did so much research that we associated male on male. So that's on our bad. <laughs> and then also the fact that there was that one scene that got cut where it was aroused <laughs> and from the 70s yeah. it wasn't that common to have lgbtq stands true so that's another reason why i didn't fully think woman woman so also ripley was written for a guy which i didn't think about until just now so all in all, it, so, I mean, that is the, it's like an insect, so that's the progression of the alien species of the xenomorphs. So, sorry dad, sorry to everybody, please don't yell at us that I clarified. Like I said, if we get things wrong, let us know. We will clarify, yeah, we'll bounce back. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. It's, this. don't get mad, just tell us what we got wrong, we'll go back and we'll will reiterate what we meant and and clarify some things. Okay, and then you say one other thing for Halloween. So for Halloween, uh, I don't know how many of you listened, but we had some friends over and all that, and Thank we had guys. a good time. So cute. A little commentary. Um, so I had split up the scores. So, so far, total, we have a 20 out of 50. I thought, I thought it was a 15. 15? It's 15. No, because... I got a 2, you did a 5, Nick did a 3, Charlie did a 2, and... So yeah, 15. Three. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but since it doesn't really, you know, match up, mm -hmm. do we want to finish our scores for Halloween quick? And then have our friends be the credit for the listeners? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that? Okay, so so we, we already answered the question of, was it scary? 5 and 2. 
And then, what were our other questions I've already How was the acting? Um, I give it a five again. I give it a seven. All right, all right. I'll write that down, hold on. <laughs> all right, five and seven. Oh, mind the typing. Okay. Okay, and then special effects and set design. I, I give it a six. I'll give it a five. All right. Six and five. And then, was it a compelling story and a twist? I give it an eight. Because I was compelled, you didn't know about... Yeah, 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 I guess so. I give it a seven. There were some twists. Okay. Eight and seven? Yep. All right. And then, how was character development and the writing? I... I... This is how I grade. I'm I like... agree. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll do the eight as well. Okay, so let me let me count up my scores real quick. You count up yours. Oh, gosh, but you wrote them all down. You didn't write yours down? I see you already wrote yours down. I gave it a 29. I didn't write yours down. I'm sorry. It's fine. I thought you were. Uh, no, those are my Texas Chainsaw oh my God. scores. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I'll, gosh. I'll match your score. I, I agree with it. 29 plus 29, 58. I think. <laughs> I think that's right. Yes, 58. I win! So, Matt. Halloween is going in between... The Ring and Ringu. Okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll post our scores in a in a few days here, <laughs> a, as we go. Um, like I said, there's a point system. Let us know. Actually, because of our friends, it's actually at a 66. So it's actually in between Ringu, Ringu and the Evil Dead. Yeah, that's fine. That Ooh. makes a little bit more sense to me. So, all right. Um, anyways, uh, in the meantime, stay spooky. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys in two weeks for Hellraiser. Ooh, so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Well, see ya. Bye. Bye.